live in the dungeon. This is the Dream Warrior Review. I'm Kurt Thomas. I'm Nick Strawn. And this is episode 77. Oh, hey. Hey. <laughs> hey. Hey. Just wanted to say I finally got around to checking out your podcast, and that's really great stuff. Just thought I would throw that out there. And that is from Steven Spielberg? Um, oh. It's uh, his cousin, Henry Slinger. Oh, okay. Well, thank you, Henry. Thank you, Henry. Thank you, Henry. He's currently my favorite listener. So. Well, my second favorite. I'm going to say my uncle's my first favorite. Sorry. And and I have something else to throw. No offense, Henry. And I have something else to throw into this. Yes. To throw into the the mix, the promo mix here. So this is the promo mix at the beginning. (gasps) Oh. Oh. This is exciting. I thought this was supposed to come at the end. Jeremy Brown. Jeremy Brown was the director and uh, kind of the producer, director of um, Mythos. Ah. That was the... uh, Friday the 13th that I shot over the weekend. And I was just there to hang out and help out. And um, and I still wound up working really hard. And he'd let me direct for a while on Sunday. Nice. He, I directed a kill. But um, wow. he, uh, it was hilarious because he, you should have heard him say the uh, story time with Mick. He, he, he. Story. Every time I would start saying something, he go story time with Nick. <laughs> story time with Nick. Nick. Story time with Nick. Story time with Nick. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, you gotta listen to these guys' show. It's so good. And then, then you know, it gets like about halfway through, and also story time with Nick. Story time with Nick. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, he said nothing about the circus music that Kurt has. Kurt Thomas's uh, story time. I don't think that you've done it. It's very infrequent. Time. It, it yeah. is very infrequent. You know, that's what makes it a treat. It's like a <laughs> intriguing, <laughs> a treat. You know, a special like an intriguing treat. It's like a deep fried Twinkie. It's something you probably don't want to have every day because it'll probably kill you. <laughs> it's definitely kill you. Yes. <laughs> In fact, either one of those will definitely kill you. Yeah, <laughs> right. There's no doubt. Yeah, if you had story yeah. time with Kurt every day, that would kill you. Oh, for sure. exactly. Ugh. Can't even imagine. So, so we are talking about Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. When the island's dormant volcano begins roaring to life, Owen and Claire mount a campaign to rescue the remaining dinosaurs from this extinct level event. I did that without breathing. Wasn't that good? Yeah, that was um, <sighs> that was amazing. So, I'm going to ask right now, what did you think? The last Jurassic World that preceded this one. Right. Was awful. Was awful. Yeah, I'll give you that. Yeah. So this was better than that one. Yes. This had a couple of moments, and I have to say that the the end of this one, the uh, last half an hour of this one, was uh, entertaining. But the stuff on the, for the most part, the stuff, especially the sequence of the ball coming down the hill. Oh my god. I've never been a fan that, of those things. That went on forever. I've never been a fan of those balls. Yeah, well, neither have I, but but just the the sequence it's, itself was it was so you, you know, there were so many elements in it that just would not happen. 
that it just stretched credibility so far <laughs> it broke. But Chris Pratt, you got to give him credit for no, the, no, no. the twisty it, moves he it, did. It, that I, was pretty cool. Yeah, see, and I have to tell you this. That though. was at the beginning of this. In, in the end, yeah. I liked watching Chris Pratt. I liked the girl. Uh, the, the girl girl, not the girl. Not Dallas Howard or Bryce Dallas Howard. Yeah, I was very impressed with her. It's kind of sad that the girl that played the granddaughter... Was that, probably a better actress. That's than what I'm Bryce saying. Dallas. That's what I'm saying. She was the better actress. She Sorry, really Mr. Was. Howard. Please come on the uh, podcast. Yeah. Anyway, uh, that was a subliminal <laughs> message there for somebody. Um, Sub- please come. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, there was some. Oh, okay, some. Sh- there were some shots that released it out to me, like the shot where she was looking at the window, and there's something looking at her, and they kind of put them on top of each other. Uh, yeah, and they. Uh, one was. Uh, and then the bed scene yeah, that was yeah. kind of cool. I no, I thought there was some good I'm shots. I'm telling you, the end of the, the end of the show. The once we got off the island, I I really be, because I, the island was just killing me. And Jeff Goldblum, one scene again, one scene yeah, wonder. One, yeah, well, you know, it was actually two scenes. <laughs> oh yeah, but he was in the same place. Same place. So the I mean, one same day, exact place. One day of work, yeah, probably. One day of work, just sitting there talking. You know what the guy yeah. is making. He is making a Jeff Goldblum fortune playing Jeff Goldblum. He's turning into the Buster Rhymes of movies. Jeff, <laughs> Jeff Goldblum. There was a while where Buster Rhymes Jeff Goldblum was in every a song. Jeff Goldblum film, Jurassic Park. <laughs> but he's he, Buster Rhymes was in every song for a while there. So mm. Jeff Goldblum's like the right. The, he's going to start appearing in all these different kinds of movies. Yeah. Like, no, he is. Yeah. Oh no, he's all over like the place Hotel now. Artemis. Yeah, totally different than this one. Right, exactly. And, and however, he does plays pretty close to the same character. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much, uh, he just plays Jeff Goldblum. He just plays in her, and he plays a, a, an irascible, intellectual goof. Yeah, and that's that's him. You know, um, it's the apartments dot com guys for for those people who don't know who he, who he is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I wrote notes. So, so you, you you have notes for this one? Th- oh, thank I, God. I just took my thing off. Because I've, I've forgotten a lot of it is, already. I've forgotten the vast bulk of it already. Bad cable. Anyway. Uh, <clears throat> so my first question I wrote down. Sure. I wrote down bone. Go for it. Bone. Question mark. Bone? So the, the beginning. Yeah. So this won't ruin it for anybody. But there's a beginning where they're doing mm-hmm. something with right. something and they're right. getting something from somewhere. I don't know why they can't just turn around and take it back with them. They did. They had to send it up to the surface and have this huge. Well, you know what? If we're gonna get into like really, really picky, <laughs> well, it's not really of, picky. It's uh, just no, no, no. But I, I, I actually, logical. I actually have a, a a logical question. And I know you hate it when I bring up logical. No, well, okay, I'm gonna do it to you. Here's one. <laughs> they were saying that blue was pure. Remember? Yes. Okay, but that's not oh. true because originally, in the original. What were they all mixed with? Oh, I can't remember. They were mixed with a frog. Oh, so oh, did you remember that? Interesting. So th- they're not pure. No. Not, so somebody didn't. Someone didn't do their homework right there. Zero point zero. Because it's, remember the fact that they were mixed with a frog, and the frog actually changes its sex upon need right. uh, for duplication. Yes. Was kind of a enormous error on their part because obviously the biologists knew a lot about something but they didn't know anything about biology 
I don't know nothing about birthing no babies. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Hedda. So, oh, I do have something to say about Dallas. Okay, Bryce go. Howard. So she was a decent actress if she wasn't trying to laugh or be dramatic. It was a... It was all... That was one line that... that um, anyway. Yeah, she just seemed kind of just barely there. I'll bleep out part of that line so yeah. I don't ruin it okay, for Yeah, don't do that because that was terrible. Um, oh, oh, so the most, the most high-tech facility, security is kind of lacking a little bit. Um, this, this thing they created somewhere with something doesn't have a lock on something. Right. It, it, I mean, the, no lock, well, really? <laughs> yeah. And yeah. then I'm sick of this. I have a, I have to get in my soapbox, soapbox for a second. Go for it. These animals were not meant to be alive. They were. Preach it, brother. Yes. Preach it. So I don't feel like every Jurassic movie, there's something where they're like, oh, let's have Hallelujah. some feelings for these animals. Hallelujah. Let's feel for them right. because they're living creatures. Right. I say, F them. Yeah. Kill them, them all. Down. Kill Burn them all. them down. Yeah. Yeah. I did. I, they should I be extinct. I did not. I did not understand. You know, because she seemed like a person that would have a lot of cats. <laughs> See, and, 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 and here's the thing. In my life, I have learned that there is a group of people. I'm not going to say who the group of people is. That likes cats. And they tend to measure everything upon its reaction to a cat. Now, I think that she was a cat person, <laughs> and I don't believe it for one moment that she would trust any of those creatures alone in a room with her cat. Right. So, I I, I smell a rat. Well, I'm, see, I'm a dog-cat person. <laughs> I would have one of each. Yeah, so I no, I, I actually like that. But I don't know if I trust cat. these animals that's a different, around either but, one of them. But that's it. Because dinosaurs person. are unreasonable. Yeah, totally unreasonable. <laughs> I don't get it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, ugh. Oh, I do have to mention Luke Roder. He was a loader in the Hawaii unit. He did a good job loading. Loading? Yep. Do you know what loading is? Yeah. You got to load the camera, right? Ooh, yeah. Yeah. So Somebody's got to do it. So nowadays, what do you load the camera with? Little, uh... Chips? I don't know. I have no idea. Uh, I mean, it's not film. So. <laughs> little, uh, what do you call them? Those little thingies. The dr- maybe maybe drives. it's batteries now. Maybe. Uh, I don't know. Maybe that's all it is, just changing the batteries. Could possibly up. be. Um, huh. there, was, there was an element that I wanted to bring up that uh, part of the reason that some of the stuff in the, uh, some of the things in the second half of the film that worked better to me was that I saw a certain to a certain extent they were using a more practical set of effects like when he's in the back of the truck with the T-Rex I think I think several of those shots were filmed with a an animatronic uh, hmm. creature um, I, I, I don't think that it was all I mean when he was dealing with the uh, needle and, yeah. and when the eye was right there and all the rest of that I don't think that all of that was uh um you know was cgi i think some of it was actually practical because it looked different well that was one of the things i liked about this one more the other one the last one this one did a lot of stuff to the i think they were trying to go back to the first one yeah i think that there was just a lot like, of things some, crawling under some, tables things right, that were similar right 
But right. yeah, but you no, know, the effects. I think they're trying to go back to some of the old. I, I think that some of them, some of them were because yeah, there was a lot of digital stuff in the last one. Yeah, Jurassic so. World. I didn't think was very good. I mean, uh, I liked Chris. You know what? The last one was pretty decent. Without Chris, Jurassic Park was good. I mean, the first one was amazing. Jurassic well, yeah, Park was amazing. Then there was two and three. Then there was Jurassic World. There's so many of them. There's too many. How much? How many did I say? I say this was the seventh. I think, I think I said so. this is this was the seventh, right? One, two. There's a lot of them. Yeah. So I was talking about the one that came out in '97. I guess it was Jurassic the Lost World. That was like the second one. I think, this right? is the second one. Yeah, the second one was terrible. I mean the, the, the second third one, the Jurassic big, Park three. Yeah, I never saw to that me. One. Like I said, I I saw the first one. I saw the second one. But it was such a step down from the first one. Um, this one, I think, actually redeemed itself a little bit. I think it did at the end. It 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 kind of worked from it was at the at the beginning. I I just didn't even care at all, and uh, and, and by the end, I'm gonna say that you know Chris Pratt actually sold me on it. You know? <laughs> right. Yeah. And bringing in in the girl, the young girl. Yeah. yeah. We're the only. Interesting. Well, the, know, things the, that happened. the older lady that took care of the girl was awesome. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, but she and, had a very kind of not really much to their character, but yeah, yeah. So, but um, no, Chris Pratt was he—he's very watchable, and I like him a lot in Guardians of the Galaxy, which this had a lot of things that were similar to that. Right? No, it's it, it's true. There was there there was kind of that Star Lord, yeah, <laughs> little there, Star there, Lord there, qualities there. Well, there there was you, you know the uh, uh, the ship. Which would be their house, right. you know. <laughs> oh, all you do is replace the ship with the house, and it's very technologically, um, and and it isn't doing anybody any good. <laughs> right. I love that 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 you know there, there's always that um, technology that proves to not be enough to uh, beat down the good guy. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, technology sucks is is how I hear it. Technology will always turn on the bad guys, I guess. It, I don't know. It does. It does. <laughs> I'm trying to remember that guy that was in the, the... So there was a guy that was an auctioneer in this one, and I can't remember the actor's name, but he's been in a lot of stuff, and I was just curious oh, uh, yeah? how many things he's been in. So, yeah. so how, would, how would you rate this one? Well, that's a good question. <laughs> Is that where you were going with that? Yeah, I was. That was exactly what I was going to ask. I was just, so, how so. many dinosaur teeth would you give this one? <laughs> you know what? Uh, um. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give it a a, a three point two. Uh, it didn't excite me. I'm probably at a three. Yeah. Really. Really. So the last one I probably gave like a two. So this one actually. So so now you're embarrassing me. Well. Because because. You like the practical effects that they use, so that's I, probably I actually, why you okay. rated it more. Well, thank you. Thank so you. I'll give you credit there. Yeah. 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 No, I wasn't yeah. trying to be under you. I was just. You know what? It, I wasn't. I was even less excited than you were probably. <laughs> <laughs> there were like three shots I got excited about, and that's about it. But the first one, there's shot after shot after shot that I was excited about. Of course, I saw that. Right. A well, long ago. yeah. I mean, you know, yeah. The, the first Jurassic Park yeah. was amazing. Yeah. And you know, I. I have to tell you that that, that the '80s in the '80s we um, we st- really started that uh, mixing a lot of uh, uh, effects into sequences to do really big things, and 
that was kind of one of my, you know, specialties. Story time. Story time. It's story time with Mick. 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 I did a Hercules. The new element that had come in was digital. And uh, the problem was, and we were having a problem. We were having a problem in mixing uh, the digital. We K and B was doing a lot of uh, practical effects for us, you know, uh, like makeup effects, like like a, a monster. Uh, but then we were having Weta do our optical effects, and Weta was just starting out. I mean, they they hadn't done that much in the way of optical effects. Of course, they went on to do you know, uh, Board of the Rings, mm-hmm. and um, I. We were having a couple of meetings about it, uh, about, and I think it came down to the fact that there is a sort of a, a, a cut and stretch that you can do in animation that is impossible to do in real life. And that as you're approaching, as you're approaching a mixture of the two, that it's very difficult to cut in something that you've that you've done like that because the first thing an animator does when they when they see something and it's too flat and it's and they're trying to get around their own digital um, you know mm-hmm. foibles mm-hmm. and stuff uh, they start to stretch you, you know make things go. A little bit less, more than naturally, mm-hmm. you know, which is which is like all the fight scenes that we have now nowadays. Yeah. You know, every fight scene that you know you have in a film is 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 now way exaggerated. I, everything is a pull everywhere. You know, they jerk jerk stuntmen all over the place and stuff like that. But so so we had a meeting in in Wellington about this, and I was down at the meeting. And I told you about this, mm-hmm. right? You know, with the watching the planes come over and all the rest. Did I tell you? And I told you about the restaurant. I think so. Yeah, where we were sitting doing, you know, the yes, you were talking about the heads turning the, around. The heads turning yes. around, right? Uh, they, see, that's. And who was at the table with you? Oh well, I uh, find that fascinating. Oh, Peter Jackson, and um, the guy who was running Weta at the time, and. I can't remember his name, but also the guys from from um, K and B. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, actually, it was Greg Nicotero. and uh, and so you had you know three, or four, four major you know, I mean if you include me, but you know four four people who had done an awful lot of stuff, um, having that discussion about uh, yeah about turning your head all the way around, right? <laughs> <laughs> I still to this day I just I, I just I, I totally love that 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 happened, you know that that <laughs> that you know it, it, in a in a foreign country. Well, that's one of those conversations I'd like to listen to, but you know it'd be a great documentary. Yeah, yeah, but you know you 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 get the weirdest conversations <laughs> right. going. You know, I mean, uh, <laughs> what can I say? But uh, I think I told you that my son then. They took. He went down a wedding. He did yeah. a. He did a whole. He got to do his own uh, puppet. 
and stuff. And, uh, and, and so this is kind of where I was going with this. <laughs> Ian now is 30, 34, 35. And um, he's got a job. And his boss takes this story that he's told before, you know, about him dealing with Peter Jackson and, 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 you know, doing this and this. And every time his boss tells the story, it gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger, <laughs> you know, until, you know, uh, until, uh, Ian, Ian lives for several months in Peter Jackson's home and uh <laughs> it, 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 and ian is amazed at that uh, oh, uh, watching this and and it kind of goes kind of goes with something that my that my daughter said once she said you know when she uh th this is khaki when she went to college and and uh i took her i would come pick her up on the weekends you know, she was living on campus, but I'd pick her up on the weekends. She'd come back and hang with everybody in Redondo Beach, you know. And it, it was about, it was a 40-minute drive unless it was, you know, in traffic, in which case it would be 170 hours. But uh, <laughs> I, uh, you know, we, we would drive up there all the day, and we got to talking in a way that, you know, that we really hadn't before, you know, because we're locked in a car for that long. And uh, <laughs> she was, she goes, you know, and, and she mentions this about at the end of her first year. She goes, you know, I have this thing that I've noticed that for one thing, these people are all way more wealthy than we are, you know, and way more wealthy than we are. <laughs> all the people that she's, de that she's dealing with are, are you know, like, yeah, like literally she got to eat, go out and, and party on like a couple of yachts, you know, while she was at UCLA, uh, that, that kind of money, you know, super money. <laughs> and she goes, and here's the funny thing though. The funny thing though, is that from the beginning of the year, they had stories about their parents that changed over the year <laughs> because because they were just too boring to stand the test of time. So she said she would notice all of these stories changing and stuff. And she goes, you know, the thing about you and, and, and mom is I don't have to change my stories at all. They're so dumbass weird. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> right? she, she says, I got stories for a whole lifetime. <laughs> you know, I, I never have to go back. I, I don't have to go back and visit, revisit the same story, you know, for, for four years. I've, I've definitely, I've got this whole call. I've got, you know, and I, and I think that she wound up graduating in three. So, you know, she didn't have to repeat a story and they were good. <laughs> right. Well, she had the good story. So there you go. So she should have a story time. Yeah. She should, <laughs> she should have a story time. Yeah. But she, she's not really the talker. On, on, I don't think that she would be a podcaster, uh, a great one. Alex would be good. Al Alex actually did have a podcast every once in a while where uh, she and a friend of hers would talk about absolutely nothing. Oh, kind of like us. Yeah, kind of like us. Yeah, <laughs> Except for we said, kind of act like we're talking about something. Well, but. we do, but hello. <laughs> <laughs> 
So anyway, there you go. And the food was really terrible in New Zealand. But they had great boots. Had great what? Boots. You know, like boots. A, yeah, Wellingtons. Yeah. Oh yeah, the Wellingtons. Well, yeah. You know what? One thing I got when I was down there that was really cool was a. Uh, it was an oiled jacket. You ever seen oiled, oiled cotton? It's like it was like green jacket that was. Uh, it was permeated with oil and wax, huh. and and it was cotton with a wool wool lining. It was just the coolest thing. I mean, because it didn't have to be very thick because the wax by the, the you know the, the waterproofing of it, it it was really really warm huh. and uh wow yeah i haven't so, seen that yeah different you different just area. opened well, up my it's, world it's it's it's, <laughs> it's new now you hear the music i hear heart music <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean it's, it's it's like part of the that there's new sandwich wraps that people make that are wax permeated yeah, cotton. Right. Yeah. Okay. It's the okay. same thing, but make a jacket out of it. That was great. Oh, I, I'm gonna go to Subway and make a jacket out of those sandwich wraps. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? I think it's time we went to Subway. <laughs> yeah, let's go. <laughs> okay, bye. Hey, they're, they're not actually paying us. This, yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, I really love our music. Yeah, me too. This is Kurt Thomas along with Mick Strong. Thank you for listening to the Dream Warrior Review. If you have any questions or just have feedback for our show, we welcome them at dreamwarriorreview at gmail.com. Of course, you can find us on Facebook and Twitter as well. As always, please follow us and tell your friends about us too. See you next time.